This is Happy Monkey. This is Happy Monkey. happy monkey fam calling in to say happy monkey monday hope y'all enjoying these hazy days because i sure am listen stay safe stay elevated and always always choose happy later all right everybody yes 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 everybody and the motherfucking happy monkey podcast has started and we got a special guest and we got you know it's a special guest because you know how those friends how we always how people always talk on instagram like yo it's it's harder to get support from like those friends who's around you because they always see you you know it's kind of hard for family and friends to support you um strangers support you a little bit a lot more a lot more always this is kind of like this stranger that i finally got to meet you know what I mean? Now, today, which is kind of special because you've been kind of supporting us from the back for a very long time. And not from the back, but in internet-wise, you know what I mean? Um, he's, you know, basically has extended his olive branch on many different platforms for us. So we appreciate you. Um, to me, to Vlad, and to David. So, you know, usually people just reach out to, you know, Vlad because Vlad is always in the front. So people kind of always kind of want to talk business and they always kind of hit up Vlad. But for you, it was kind of different. I seen and I saw that you've been kind of like interested in us and what we got going on as far as media merchant, um, everything else that we got going on. So I appreciate you a lot, a lot, a lot. Mr. Vladimir, you want to give more details for yes, this guest yes, that we yes. have here in the middle? Ladies and gentlemen, this man right here is one of the unsung heroes from mm -hmm. the culture and the industry here in New York because... Um, before legalization and for quite a while now, I could say since I've known about you like four or five years, you've been, you know, shedding light on all the brands like us, all the industry, educating the yeah. community, you yeah. know, and we all know that's the biggest issue in this in this industry is, is education, you know, and for you to take your time and your efforts to do that means a lot. Our brother from another mother, Justin. founder and CEO mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. BuzzFeed, Justin Johnson on the boulevard, baby. Yeah. What's going on, my man Justin? Do I clap for myself? Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. All Why right. not, man? If you don't clap for yourself, the rest of us won't, my friend. Uh, okay. That's how it goes. All right. You got to clap for yourself. You got to clap for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I clap for Ralph sometimes. Don't worry about it. I randomly clap for Ralph when we like hey, on rides and support. shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Introduce yourself. Let everybody know who you are, what you got. Where yeah. they can find you? Yeah, man. My name's uh, Justin Johnson. I am the founder of BudsFeed.com. It's a platform for sharing cannabis-related products and services. And, you know, we encourage anybody to sign up. And, and if they're coming out with something new, uh, the monkey's always been good about dropping their new products on BudsFeed. And, you know, I encourage entrepreneurs who are in the space to do the same. Appreciate that. I definitely appreciate that, man. And I appreciate you taking your time to come to talk some shit with us, man. I'm excited, man. 2021. Yeah, it's real. It's real. Yeah, we're here now, right? And we got some gifts for for, for those who like to come mm. on the podcast empty-handed. My, my man ain't come empty-handed, right? So I know we got t-shirts and all that, but I'm about to show you something real, real special. I had, you know, I don't we don't like to do plugins, but 
you brought us this. So I like weed shit, right? So first of all, the box is super cool. This is called the motherfucking chill bong, right? So you want to give people a little breakdown of this chill bong? While yeah, I'm for sure. Yeah, so, so the chill is actually a product idea that came through the pipeline uh, on Bud's Feed. I, I met the founder through the site. It's the world's first double wall vacuum insulated water pipe. So um, if you think about a, a thermos or your favorite reusable water bottle, um, you know, obviously it's, yeah, you gotta pull that out. Obviously, and you got the down stem in there, I think. Yeah, it's uh, super industrial strength steel. It's double wall vacuum insulated like a thermos, so it keeps your water cold for up to 12 hours. Nice. Um, and it's got a ceramic coating on the inside that cleans and hits like glass. So nice. if people are concerned about the metal, you got the, you know, that, that ceramic interior. Nice. Yeah. So if you like really cold hits, this is the piece for you. And uh, it looks pretty. It looks fucking awesome. This shit looks modern. What was it about it that you, you know, watching so many different products come to the market that, you know, you felt like this was different than the rest that was in this category? So there's a few. There's a, I'll get this oriented properly for you. Yeah, um, so, so when my friend came to me, I, it was a co-worker. I used to work with his sister 10 years ago when I was living in LA. She was a reader of my newsletter. He subscribed to the newsletter. He's thought, hey, this is cool. I'd like to talk to this guy. And uh, he was actually an expert in the field of housewares, mm -hmm. making stainless steel water bottles, cutting boards, spatulas, all sorts of different stuff like that. So when he came to me, not only was the idea really unique, but he was uniquely qualified to be able to actually create this from an engineering perspective. So that's what I thought was really cool. A, I'd, wow. never, I'd never seen one before, so I knew that, that it wasn't you know, easily replicated, and B, I knew that he actually had the skill set to do it. Nice, this looks super fly. Thank so, you, Chilbong. So we, so we gotta understand, like you know, you know, yeah, you know, the things we go through make us who we are. Where did you start from? You, where, where are you originally from? Yeah, so I, I was born in Washington State. I grew up in Seattle a little bit. Um, Sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless uh, yeah. in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess now they're sleepy because now they got all the they all the shits. They've got all the shits. Oh yeah, smoking everything. You can smoke whatever you want over there. <laughs> um, yeah, so I grew up there, and then I, I moved to the eastern side of the state. So it's it's kind of like a tale of two states. If you're on the on the western side, basically of the Cascade Mountains, super liberal. Uh, you know, you have Seattle, obviously a gigantic city. Um, and then on the other side, Spokane, where I grew up. So that's only a couple hundred thousand people closer to Idaho. So whenever I tell people I'm from Washington, they're like, oh, like Seattle. And I did spend a lot of time in Seattle and I do rep Seattle. But uh, I have to I have to, you know, say that Spokane raised me for sure. So what's the what goes on in Spokane? He's Spokane's cool. I mean, Spokane's a cool town. It's a great, like, little brewery town and stuff like that. It's just, you know, what's different about it is it's not as diverse. It's closer to Idaho. Um, politically, uh, you're closer to Potato Town. Yes, yeah. <laughs> politically, it's way more conservative. Okay. Um, but, but, yeah, it's still a great town. It's still Washington. I mean, when it comes to things like weed, like... It's, hey, 
Yeah, chilling. I mean, well, yeah. when we had friends, I mean, I had friends growing up. They'd go up to the, you know, we were only a couple of hours from the border, so the guys would come over from Canada, oh, drop yeah, it in. Guys would pay a little extra, get paid a little yep. extra money to bring the duffels into the city. The duffel bags. So, walk, you know, the duffel bags. Doesn't That's matter true. what side of the state you live on, that was still going down. So everybody's <laughs> still pretty chill with weed. All right, so let's talk to me about a little bit about young Justin. We always like to ask these questions because I know we're about to get into all the entrepreneurship and all mm-hmm. the shit that you do, but I want to talk about a little bit about young Justin. Can you please tell us the first time you got hot? When was the first love story <laughs> with you and Mary Jane? It's actually really funny. I don't think I actually got high until my senior year of high school. So I was... I kind of had, uh, you know, a situation that caused me to get, like, I was very good at school. I was valedictorian in my high school. Oh, shit. All I right. didn't, you know, like, and it wasn't, it wasn't like a, I don't do drugs, I don't drink thing. It was more like a, I got to get out of here. I got to go to college. I got to get out of here. Gotta kind get of out mentality. Of town, yeah. And, and so, um, you know, I, 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 w- I didn't know about it. I wasn't comfortable with it. But as I became a senior, I was getting closer to graduation. The first time I actually smoked, I, I was working at a restaurant. And there was a couple guys that smoked a lot. They're like, why don't you come over and smoke? And I was an idiot. I, you know, I went to the grocery store, loaded up on munchies, thinking I was going to go hang out with the boys and smoke. And uh, they gave me a bong to rip. And I'm like, you know, I never smoked anything. So I'm like, okay. You know, and, uh, you know, I I did one of these. I hit hit the rip. It made me choke. And I instantly, (laughs) uh, you know, drank the bong water. So. Let's just say, you know, probably 20 minutes later, I was at, you know, I had to go. We were done chilling and smoking. And I went later on and I hung out with my best friend out at the park and we smoked some more. And and that's when you you really got high. That's when you really felt the effect. Yeah. And it's really funny because I grew up, you know, my parents didn't really care if I drank or smoked. I got good grades, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like they didn't, as long as I was doing me, they didn't care. And so I would hit, you know, when I started smoking, I'd, I'd hit the bong or whatever, and I'd blow it out my window in my bedroom, and I thought my parents didn't even know. You know, yeah, once I went to college, they're like, they're like, we just didn't care. You would get high and go and hang out in the basement and do homework or something right, like that. Right, so they, they didn't bother you. All right, shit, yeah, they're, so. they're the cool progressive parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they've, they've always been super, super chill with, uh, you know, just uh, live and let live. Well, I won't be mad at my kid if my kid is doing her job and, you know, yeah, staying you know staying exactly. in front of all her chores and job and school. Why, why would you give a fuck, right? And if it's a difference between alcohol and cannabis, oh, absolutely, I'm choosing cannabis, cannabis all day. From all a day. from just a physical, you know, damage standpoint, you know, just like you know, you wake up the next morning, you're feeling fine, you come home, you know, wasted. Like it doesn't matter if you're 18, 19, you're still yeah, gonna have a massive hangover. Absolutely. You're gonna feel like crap. It's not good for you. So. Not that, not that I don't drink, but yeah, but you know, we, I, I'd rather, I would rather, like, if you have yeah. a preference, that's what it would be, absolutely, for absolutely. sure, and yeah, it's been the preference for the last decade and a half for me personally. All right, so talk to me about Buzzfeed, man. When did you start Buzzfeed? What's Buzzfeed about? What, what, what tick? What's the tick? Because it's always what people don't understand about this cannabis situation is that it's always a passion. Some sort of passion yeah. is what started it. Because there's no money. People think that there's money all of a sudden. There's no real money. There's no money into what we're doing. Yeah. But the passion, what was the tick? Yeah, you got to have a stomach to do it. I, I felt always very um, invested in uh, the substance and the culture. Like I was, I was always into it. I was always, you know, a, an advocate of, of people's rights and, the, you know, the right to consume. Um, <clears throat> I think... As I was getting out of the advertising industry and thinking about what my next move was, I had this idea for BuzzFeed. And really the idea was, I don't want to create another publisher. And 
I don't know everything about cannabis. Right. Nobody does. No. Some people know a lot about yeah, certain parts of it, but nobody knows everything about it. So if you could create a platform where everybody can contribute and help you find more stuff, you know, you leverage the zeitgeist, the, mm-hmm. the collective knowledge of the community to learn about stuff. And, um, you know, I was pretty lucky. I, I and, and, you know, it's karma. I, I, I managed a lot of people in the advertising industry for a long time. I had an employee whose whose father was retiring and looking to um, invest in cannabis, and I gave him, you know, a, a couple of, um, you know, I gave him my point of view on a couple of investments. Mm-hmm. And when I told him about the idea of Budsfeed and I put it together, he really gave me the opportunity to say, "Okay, you really want to go for it? Right? Let's go for it." And he signed up as my partner to, wow, to fund man. Budsfeed, and you know, let me quit the quit the full time job and right. get after it. So that was the end of 2018. Um, by the beginning of 2019, I had the newsletter going and then by July or June or July of 2019, I had the website going and then, you know, it's just been just, building yeah, since then. It's just been, it's just been snowballing. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. So everybody drop a gem, we get a treasure box. Yeah, exactly. And it's, yeah. and it's, you know, over time as people tag different products with different, you know, information, whether it's a THC product or a CBD product or a, a pre-roll or a glass piece, or even one of those big industrial machines that we saw at, you know, like MJ Biz. You remember walking in there and being like, Holy yeah, shit, you see what a is bunch this? of fucking. It doesn't matter. We have categories for all those things. So over time, it doesn't matter if you're a total head and you're into the, uh, you know, the glass, or if you're if you're you know into a businessman, you're right. into the industrial shit. Yeah, we got we have you know people from all around the community dropping those those different products. So that's that's really the idea, and having it group organized and 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 really, um, you know. Not trying to be publishing is really difficult. You guys know you publish a lot, and it's really it's labor <laughs> laborious, right? Um, difficult. Yeah, and then there's and then you know nobody like my philosophy is there's not going to be an Instagram weed. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, no, it's 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 not, too yeah. niche. It's a it's a part of our lifestyle. That's the reason Instagram and some of these platforms are so great for us because it lets us plug into the bigger the bigger mm-hmm. world, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, man, that's that was kind of the genesis of it. That was the idea, and you know, uh, some good karma came around. I had the opportunity to financially uh, commit myself to it, and uh, away we go. <laughs> uh, away we here. How does Justin end up from the Idaho side of Washington <laughs> in the financial culture capital of the world? What, what, what was How the epiphany? Uh, so. I grew up probably when I was like five years old. I, I wanted to write commercials. That was like my okay. Goal. Yeah, five. I don't know. Yeah, like I loved commercials because they were like little mini Shit. movies. It was really bizarre. Yeah, so I like natural that born madmen. Oh yeah. So my whole my whole career, like up to going to Washington State University, it was the number one advertising school in the country when I went to it. So like it was all that. Oh, yeah, they and was teaching you how to sell. Boy. I think I told you this too, man. Like. New York to everybody else around the country, it's a movie. Unless you've had the chance to be here a lot and actually realize it's real people, it's uh, a fucking movie to everyone. You know, like to so the rest of the country, it's a movie. That's a big city, twenty-four yeah, hour movie. Yeah. yeah, we live in our own bubble over here. Well, you, we don't know. well you grow up in Jersey, right? And mm-hmm. you, you end up working in New York. That's just common because your parents live in Jersey and right. you can do that. If you're from Spokane, Washington, and you want to come to New York, you better got some money. You know, yeah, like you got yeah, yeah. to come in. You got to you got to be you know be making a certain amount of money just to live here. Oh lord! And so it's a it's a really big move. So I I studied advertising, worked in advertising in Seattle, got promoted, started doing advertising in Los Angeles. 
Um, and from there, I actually got into music advertising. So I was at one point mm-hmm. doing like two music, uh, uh, well, a music video every two weeks for Walmart and Unilever. So we had a, oh, yeah, a collaboration. <laughs> and so yeah. we were doing, you know, everything from like Kenny Chesney to Lady Gaga. Right, like a, because that's people crazy. were still buying CDs and shit yeah. back then, right? Yes, the CDs. Yeah. And so I mean, Walmart you can still find CDs at Walmart. Yeah, Walmart has CDs. And <coughs> trust me, the country acts are still selling it. Oh, um, and uh, yeah, so so I started doing the music stuff, entertainment marketing. That landed me an opportunity for a job here in New York, doing that for American Express. So I came to New York to lead social media for American Express oh, on their entertainment so. initiatives. And I did that for a couple years and then did business development in, um, in, in other advertising agencies following the experience there. And New York's always felt like home to me. You know, I lived in L.A. I lived in Seattle. Um, New York's always felt like where I wanted to be. So I, I just haven't left. <laughs> All right. So now I got to ask you, since you're talking about New York, what's your favorite part of New York? Oh um, man, what 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 boroughs have you actually been to? Oh, all of them. All right, now I, mean, I live in Brooklyn. Okay, uh, and upstate. I mean, I love I love the whole state. I I, mm-hmm. I live upstate most of the time now, just because of COVID, or mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, but Brooklyn is Brooklyn is the spot for you. Yeah, and I just I like the people in New York. People, you know, people, you know. Th- again, it's a movie. It's like, oh yeah, aren't New Yorkers rude? It's like, no, they're direct, and they might be rude to you if you ask them a question while they're trying to get on the subway during rush hour. Absolutely. But, See, thank you. You yeah. get it. You get it. We're just all busy. Yeah, everybody's but busy. But otherwise, you know, like. New Yorkers love to talk about their town. If you're a tourist, oh, whatever, yeah. they're going to point you where to go on the subway. They're going to tell you to take the Staten Island Ferry for free instead of paying for a cruise to see the Statue of Liberty. Uh-huh. Like, they'll tell you all that shit. So that was great. I felt like it was also the first place I ever lived that really had culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to get my hair cut. I, I lived in Brooklyn Heights when I first moved here, and I used to get my hair cut by a guy named Rocky. Rocky! <laughs> and Rocky used to cut Truman Capote's hair. He used to cut all the gangsters down in Dumbo's hair. Mm-hmm. This guy would tell me stories about New York from 70 years ago and, you know, just blow my mind with stories that, you know, I could never fathom ever happening in Spokane, Washington. <laughs> Absolutely not. So I loved all of that. And the food's amazing, obviously. That's good. It's always good. For anybody who moves to New York, you fall in love with the city and show us love. If not, we'd be very, very rude. Yeah. Yeah, and there's nothing not to love. You know, the, the, the garbage on the side of the street on an yeah. August day is a little bit... You, you got to come and love the culture because there's a lot of gentrifiers who's coming to our blocks and shit like that. So you better come here and love the culture. If not, just go back to whatever little town you're from. Yeah. Because you're just getting in the way. So, so how do, um how does it feel like um you've been watching since 2018 the the cannabis scene compared to, to Washington, Seattle? What, do you, what are the contrasts you see between... Uh, the cannabis scene and culture in Washington to New York. Yeah, it's really interesting, honestly, and it's why I'm really happy that I got involved in it out here and not out there. Like I said, you know, like Washington is a great place. It's a wonderful state, super beautiful, great people, um, amazing weed. Um, I think when you start talking about things like social equity and diversity in general, like, you know, they're they're taking a step back and they're trying to implement social equity platforms and programs now because they just didn't even think about it back then. Mm. The reality is in New York, like this law wouldn't have passed in New York if it didn't have social equity provisions. Because frankly, the people in New York that care, Kristen People Stokes, all the people even in the legislature, mm-hmm. if that wasn't included, even though they're pro-cannabis, they weren't going to legalize it. They weren't going to pass that, you know, and right. that's what happened in 
2019. That's what happened in 2020. Like we kept getting close, but those people weren't going to sacrifice. It's a it's a much different thing here, you know. Yeah. Like so. Um, I mean, know, Washington, where you're from, there's no black people. Is there black not people? Really. Right. So no. why would they even think about what social equity is all white? Yeah, and I try to tell that you know it's not an excuse because it's there's still disparity. Like mm-hmm. there's definitely disparity in the numbers of arrests and stuff like that. Like of the course. data still exists. Of course, of course. But population wise, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like sitting on a subway going to Brooklyn and New York. Like you right. don't, you know, you it's a lot of me. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. People don't, you know, people didn't think about that, and I think it's good that they're starting to now. Yeah, here is off the rip. You know, is we were at least. Um, I would say, I wouldn't say fortunate, but the whole thing is that people fought enough for us to be heard. Yeah, and you, you, know? you had to in New York. And my, you know, I, I think Washington, you know, a lot of people that were probably in the legacy market of some sort, you know, ended up not being able to make it into the traditional market because they really didn't start thinking about transition and, and how to do that. I think New York is really thinking about transition because if you look at a place like California, right? The legacy market is the biggest competitor to the traditional market because they're just like, let the people in. What are you doing? Like, right. they got the customers. They are the plug. Like, as long as they're still around, people are going to go to them, you know? So exactly. that's why you got to integrate people into the legal market because they already have the trust of their customers. That's And that's a big thing with cannabis, right? That's what yeah. people don't understand. That's the big thing is trust. Yeah, is you'd rather get it from a to. dude that you know than a professional store just because you trust that. Yeah, you, you've been going to him forever. It's yeah, like, yeah. And that's why it's smart to include that dude in the legal market. Right, it's that's a competitive it's advantage. It's the best. It's the best way that the market is actually going to excel. You know, like if you really want to collect taxes on this thing and make this a big business that the entire state can benefit from. Involve everybody. Plug into What's the, the problem. Yeah. Plug into the billion dollar market that already exists. Yeah. And that's so. it. And that's the funny thing that even with all the media we see and all the states coming online, last year the the legal market did twenty billion in sales, the legacy market did sixty billion in sales. So why would you wanna go against that instead of figure out how to, you know, work together with that? Yeah. I think people have a, pre, uh, a predisposition to believe that it's those people aren't ready to be in business or, yes. you know, and stuff like that. It's like, you know, maybe in some states, but in New York, that's bullshit. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like these people are running businesses. We, we, we have delivery services where I have like, uh, you know, a point card where like I'll get an extra joint after like, you know, five <laughs> orders. And, like, you know, like, so like, yeah, we're doing it. They're doing it better than like the local coffee shop. So, yeah, it's, you know, I, I think New York will be a different ballgame. So Washington has all the major brands. They have really beautiful um, shops and, you know, there's some really great stuff happening in Washington. But, yeah, that's um, I feel like the community here is incredible in New York, like really close. You know, even though there's, um, you know, there there is and will be competition by the nature of uh, yeah, businesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't mean people don't like each other and they're not like trying to elevate each other in Correct. terms of education, community profile. Like we're all coming up, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now I heard, you know, we get our information just like you said from the barbershop. Yeah, we get the, the best. I saw CNN in the the hood when we grew up I heard that you are a big Jordan fan and you're into the Jordan you got like a good connection with the Air Jordan thing 
With Jordans? Yeah. No. Sneakers? Nah. No? No, that's not me. Oh. Sure? No? Who? Who got the Jordan Connect? Ralph? Did you have a mentor that worked on the Jordan one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, my mentor. He's passed now, but um, that's a good uh, good catch. Um, so, yeah, I got really lucky. When I was working in advertising, um, I worked for a guy named Michael Hoffman. And Michael Hoffman, you guys know what Wyden Kennedy is? It's Wyden Kennedy. No idea. No. It's the biggest independent advertising agency in the country. And okay. they've been Nike's agency of record since uh, they created the Nike running shoe. Like forever, right? So my, my, my old boss, Michael Hoffman, was actually the, I don't know, like 20th employee at Wyden Kennedy. And he was the first global advertising director on... Um, on uh, on on the Nike business and actually did the commercial between uh, Michael Jordan and Spike Lee. Oh, my, my boss nice. was the guy that said, "Hey, Michael's this up and coming new, you know, right. controversial character." He's like, "We should pair him with this this uh, director out of Brooklyn, and mm. you know that'd be really hot." So all the Mars stuff. So yeah, he did that, and he was the head of the uh, the the. It wasn't even the Jordan brand then. Yeah, it was just Nike. Right? Yeah, it was, it was just Nike. Yeah, and then. Uh, he, it's really funny. He actually left for Avia, where he was with uh, Clyde Drexler and uh, John Stockton. So yeah, it was it was, you know, to learn from a guy like that that basically created one of the most epic brands and uh, you know commercials of all time was pretty, you know, pretty pretty fortunate. I really looked up to that guy. Oh shit! Well, shout out for kicks of the culture. If you guys been looking at. <laughs> uh, Monkey Bears, you know, we got kicks for the culture articles that my, my man Jose Rose is, you know, I, I guess we'll implement the whole Jordan story at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I wish I could afford more Jordans. I, it's not that I don't like them. It's a matter of uh, where I prioritize my yeah, cash Yeah, yeah, yeah. We getting chill bongs over here instead of getting Jordans. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah That's yeah. what's happening in the that's lifestyle right. over here. This will be an original. This will be an it's original. only appreciating. I need a Happy Monkey stamp on this or something. Oh, That's we, what I need. we can do that. Boom. Happy Monkey. Yeah, totally engravable. I need that in my So life. what do you think as far as like, um, you know, for to, to make the cut as far as BuzzFeed, what is it that you look for more? Like, you know, because we know you have different categories and mm -hmm. things that go in the front and things that go in the back. What is it that you look for is for it to be like a centerpiece on the website? Well, so the cool thing is that I I try not to control much of that at all. Like, I, I really look for somebody who is, if they're sharing a brand they love or it's their brand, um, I want to make sure that they're articulating it well, mm -hmm. photos look good, they're representing themselves well. Then it goes live on the site and people upvote and upvote. So like really that. the best stuff just rises to the top based oh. on what the community thinks, not what I think. Uh, I like yeah. that, I like that. I like and so, that. like, when, you know, when David's activated... You know, I think he dropped the shirts on there, you know, a, mm -hmm. a couple months back. You know, then he invites the, the monkey community to come in and vote on it. Exactly. So you guys are more likely to rank to the top. So mm -hmm. it's all it's all controlled by the, the, the users. Yeah, yeah. That I like is, that. that. I like that. Cool. That gets people involved. And that gets people, whoever's, like, dealing with some sort of idea at home, some sort of cannabis idea. They're like, oh, well, now I could probably present the idea. Yeah. That gives them inspiration. Yeah, they... Inspiration for products. I also, there's a couple very big cannabis brands, uh, one out of Michigan that I know of. Like, they like to cruise the site to look at the packaging of all the companies because mm -hmm. they want inspiration for their packaging. Or uh, So people use it for all sorts of weird stuff that I never really intended, mm -hmm. you know, but that's that's cool. I mean, if they're enjoying it and the, the content's valuable. Absolutely. So. 
So now that cannabis is legal after 80 years of prohibition mm. here in New York, you know, you keeping your pulse the way you do. What do you, you know, now, you know, because, you know, we're always like five, ten years behind everything in the West Coast because, you know, like education, access, mm-hmm. etc. So now we're starting to see like dabbing and concentrates trending a little more. Mm-hmm. What new trends do you see coming over here to New York and the East Coast as far as cannabis? Um, I would say that um, cultivation is going to be a craft thing and you got to remember that that's farming and farming you know it's that's a hard business mm-hmm. to get into um so you know we need farmers that are going to grow us cannabis but i don't think it's going to necessarily be the biggest part of the business we're seeing it's you know the, the more scaled it gets the the cheaper it gets per pound and stuff like that so that's an economic factor to take into account um i i, I think really in terms of the opportunities out there um there is like processing is a major opportunity mm. um turning cannabis frozen flour into extract whether it be live resin or um you know a diamond or some other dabable product i think those guys are are, are taking a lot of money now because there's such an abundance of flour and that's got a better shelf life like so um I think vape pens and stuff like that, that's going to be coming through. That's going to, that's going to, that's going to revolutionize the kind of the, the legal market. Um, and then I think the real cool thing that's happening in New York, that's really not happening anywhere else is, um, you know, until now, like Denver and Vegas are starting to, but is the, is the lounges, right? Like the actual consumption spaces, which that's a New York city thing, right? Like that's going to be, um, I think that's going to be really a unique part of, um, what new york has to do but that's a trend that's starting too. like people are realizing like people live in apartments you can't force them to smoke in their apartment if their landlord doesn't let them you got to give people a place to go enjoy consume responsibly yes, and uh so so i would i would say those trends i also think ancillary products are beginning mm-hmm. they're going to turn into more like housewares like people aren't gonna have so much stigma and be afraid to have a bong sitting out mm-hmm. yeah, on the kitchen counter yeah, yeah have a nice jonathan adler like stash box you know like mm-hmm. there's really like you're talking about four or five hundred dollar stash boxes that are being sold now you know people are buying that stuff so i i, I think that's just an indicator of more and more people are are, are down to like have that associated with their identity mm-hmm. right no, definitely, yeah. definitely. I see a lot of those things happening, and um, you know, and it's just like I said, you know, people like you providing the access for people to see, because you know, people are visual, because you know, you hear these things from a friend, but they go to your site, and you can visually see, like, oh, look at the chill bong, look at this, look at that, look at that. Mm-hmm. So now I think that, like you said, the P, like, like, like he said on four twenty. People are coming out of the cannabis closet. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Basically, yeah, man. It's true. And then it's hard here. Well, it's hard for a lot of women here in general, right? So a lot of single mothers and a lot of women who get assistance from the state, they can't come out. No matter how legal it gets right now, yeah. they can't come out the cannabis closet. Right. They don't want to lose their kids or something like that. Now, that's gotten a little bit better with yeah. the, the legality, especially if you're a medical patient in New York. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's... Um, 
Yeah, that's a hard thing. And then where are they going to smoke? They, they definitely can't smoke in their apartments. So this is why paranoia is a symptom of, of cannabis. Like people are like, oh, you does, don't doesn't make you paranoid. It's like, yeah, maybe, but I'm paranoid because I've been told it's illegal. Right, right, exactly. right. I'm definitely shook. Like, I'm, yo, what's yeah, going on? Yeah, that's why. I, that's why people get paranoid. You know, like the way we've been conditioned to be paranoid about this stuff. So yeah, mm-hmm. those you know those people who could probably use the cannabis more than anybody, like absolutely, literally, are more nervous about using cannabis in their home. Yeah. Than, yeah, we need to go to all the. It's all definitely homes. like Give you know, like me and him. We always talk about like you know, born and raised in New York all our lives, and even though we're insiders and played a role in why it got legalized, it still has a tough time like sinking in for us. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. we've been all our lives in the class and mm-hmm. hiding, ducking, ducking just yeah. to roll up. So I now it's over, like, just to roll like, up. Yeah, and, just and, to roll up. And, I'm like, and this, it's like, just like we don't have to worry anymore. But you, st- it's still like tough to grasp. I literally had a meeting in the middle of Chelsea Market yesterday. We both rolled a joint and we sat there and smoked a joint right in front of, you know, whatever that taco place is right there, right in the meatpacking <laughs> district. And I'm like, this is... Shout out crazy. to Higher Standards, Adam. Yeah, That's yeah, the homie right, right there. Yeah, they're right there. That's the guy. Mm-hmm. And Sasha. Yeah. yeah. We were hanging out, yeah, out, out there and down in meatpacking and it was just, you know, just rolling up. It was very surreal. And even after the... You guys were at the parade. After the parade, we went down to... Um, uh, oh, gosh... Canal Cafe, and we were literally sitting there drinking coffee and just oh yeah wait 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 um with Tanya with Tanya yeah. and Kate who yep. says hello yep let's yep. go yep. deeper than that <laughs> like the police was escorting the cannabis parade down yeah the avenue yeah. yeah while everybody's smoking yeah with a giant joint yeah. <laughs> one of these two yeah. of them one of each end that's something that you would have told I, me yeah. a few years ago I told you yeah. that you're hallucinating what was even crazier sitting at the canal cafe we were rolling up we had two bongs sitting out on the tables and the cops were walking by and busting dudes for selling handbags well, we were sitting there just, <laughs> just like, literally, just like, ripping, you know. They were like selling the people. fake Gucci Louis Pradas on the sidewalk. Yeah, they were busting those guys. I was like, this is, this is like, out of, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. To me, it's crazy. Like, again, you know, um, I was on the walk, and I went in 2019, and when we got to Union Square, and at Union Square, there was a bunch of police cars everywhere, all surrounding the whole park, the paddy wagons, a whole bunch of police. We got a whole, like... A whole day at the parade type of shit on our, on our YouTube, but this year was different. They, oh, yeah. the, the little bit of police that were there, they escorted us, and then they they left. There was no think about it. We were at the we yeah. were at the parade. There was no there were really no officers walking around. There was no patrol cars around surrounding the park. Anything they realized how much of a waste of money it was. You know, like who's gonna get violent? Yeah, nobody's <laughs> getting violent. Yeah. Just, just, just in a. You know, I've been in the legacy market for 22 years here in New York. If you would have ever told me that Chuck Schumer would be opening up for me and then me and this guy <laughs> speaking after him. Oh, no, no, no. Come imagine on. that in my wildest no, dreams. Yeah, that's crazy. I was waiting for you guys to pass him the blunt. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, next time, it's next time, like, me and Schumer, we're going to have to, you know. It's just like we come a long way, you know. It's just that's like it's hard to fathom. Yeah, well, it's it's also it's one of those things like you know as you as you any career, once you get to the point where you're talking to the CMO of Nike, or any of those things, you know, and, you know, you're, this is your career, so you came up and you're talking to like literally the top guy in the federal government trying to fight for federal legalization, and he introduced you 
to talk about New York legalization. That's pretty crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's things that, you know, we would have never imagined. Like I said, we can't even imagine smoking a joint in front of police, much less yeah. speaking to legislators. Yeah. yeah, I was smoking a whole blunt while he was talking. I was like this, just like watching and just chilling <laughs> and smoking a blunt. And then I think it was uh, uh, Todd from from uh, High and Wide. He was like, he was recording. He was he was like, yeah, he was waving me down. He was like, yeah. Like, I noticed. I was just watching him talk shit, but I noticed I was on camera the whole time. And he was like, yeah. You know, crazy. New York was, it was it was a dope emotional day for a lot of New Yorkers. I was I'm so happy. Right it was yeah. literally one of those, you know, mm-hmm. so many months locked inside. And even though, you know, I was starting to get more social again, it was like, you know, I got to see all my good friends. You know, a lot of the, really the guy that put me on to, to Happy Monkey is Ryan Laporte. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the, the homie, homie man. Ryan's, Shout out to Ryan. Yeah. Presto Doctor. Yeah. yeah. Ryan's, and normal. Yeah. yeah. Ryan's always been the guy. A uh, couple folks that used to work for me are, mm-hmm. are roommates with Ryan. They plugged me into him right when I got started. Ryan. I think he put me in the right direction, helping, you know, going to Albany to advocate. Yeah. Connecting yeah, with yeah. Grizzly and, and Canaware mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, putting in time to to understand things that I didn't already understand about mm-hmm. the industry because you know I I'm, I was a marketing guy. I was like, I can build this brand and it could be huge and everybody will love it. And it's called Budsfeed. This is right. great. No, it's not, not how that it works. simple. Right. It's not how it works. <laughs> everybody loves the name. Let's get it right. Everybody. Yeah, loves yeah. The name. Budsfeed. But, Budsfeed. Um, but yeah, no, no. Like it's a trust thing. People, you have to understand and get yeah. to trust of the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like everybody supports each other. So yeah, once they know that you know the community knows that they have your support, then then you know they reciprocate. But absolutely, yeah. I was I was lucky. That's I, you why know. you're here, my friend. We are the community. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, a lot of people like to talk like yo community this community that you know happy monkey. We are the community. We're not doctors. We're not scientists. We're not lawyers. We're not, none of these above. We're not even growers. Me and this man don't even yeah. grow no weed. You know what I mean? <laughs> but we are exactly that. We are the community. We are from those communities where people got arrested from. Yeah. So I'm glad he mentioned that while we was talking. Because he knows that's a big thing for me. Because we are, we are the community. We are the people y'all talking about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're shepherds so, of the culture. So I appreciate you, <laughs> you know what I mean, um, trying to, um, you know, doing your part. You have to. If you're not... If you're trying to get into the cannabis industry in New York and you don't start with advocacy, you're shooting yourself in the foot. It's the best networking opportunity, mm-hmm. and it's the best way to understand what really matters to people in the industry. You know, a thousand percent. Now, let, we all know, even though we've come so long, you know, there's a lot of stigma still attached to cannabis because of the lack of education. Do you ever get any negative feedback from people that are caught in that Nancy Reagan, you know, mentality uh, from, from BuzzFeed? Nancy Reagan. So, it's interesting. Because I worked in advertising, I think most of the people that I worked with, even if they didn't smoke, they were, like, totally cool with smoking weed. So, from a professional um, environment, I feel like most of my really close co-workers and friends like bought into the idea they, they weren't surprised that I went and did it they were into it I would say some really faded away and 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 weren't as close to me anymore mm-hmm. some the friendships got stronger they were so interested because they f- wish they had right the fortitude to just go out and do it you know and so um, I don't there's definitely people in the family uh, on on me and my wife's both mm-hmm. sides that you know they're they're probably not their favorite thing in the world, mm. but you know, nobody's really given me too much too much flack for it. You know, it's been a part of my life for so long, even not with Budsfeed, 
that um, I don't think it came unexpected to people, you know? Mm. So, fortunately, because that's the hardest thing, man. People lose family. Yeah. People get disowned by family. Yep, yep, yep. You know, and that's that's just the, the beginning, so. One thing is that I know you've learned, uh, you, uh, you know, facilitating your website that, you know, we always say your vibe, a tribe, it's your tribe, and there are hundreds of millions of people that are part of this cannabis tribe in a world, in a country that's so divided. It's crazy to see how this plant is like one of the last things left that everybody agrees on and unifies people nationally and globally. Right. No matter what religion, creed, shape, form, or fashion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I always... Um you know, it, honestly, since I've started writing the newsletter, I think, you know, it was when, when Trump was in office, it's the only bipartisan issue that people can actually agree on because it brings in revenue, it can help satisfy and and help, you know, home, hopefully remedy some of the issues, you know, that we've had as a country with, with you know, racist policies that have over-policed, uh, you know, communities of color. Um, it can do a lot of things, like, you know, uh, um, financially and culturally. Um, I wrote an article about it, actually, for New York, because I think New York needed that healing, especially coming out of COVID. You know, yeah. financially broke. State needs revenue. But they need to take care of, you know, it's also about building an entirely new industry that could be really big and taking care of the people most impacted by that. So, um yeah, well, I'm trying to think of what did I answer your question? And then, and then, uh, I think more importantly that maybe you didn't mention is just like morally, you know, the people feel like they finally got a win. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it's one of the few things that there's a high percentage of approval rating, so the people feel like we got something. Yeah, they that, heard right. us. That, that, yeah, that, that, it wasn't too. Win. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't two political parties fighting over what they say that mm-hmm. we want. It's. Yeah, and it's true. I mean, like, you, there's a lot of conservative people who are totally into the cannabis scene, and it's not just for the money; it's for the culture too. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's they just that's like to cool. smoke weed, even if it's just that. I like I, fuck that. Like, you know what I mean? That's I how it used to be. Yeah, if that's it. If you just like smoking weed, then that's it. People used to still be able to be friends if they had a different political affiliation, and that right. that disappeared over the last you know half decade. And so, but yeah. but cannabis still still mm-hmm. cuts through that. It cuts through it, and it yeah, really yeah, is because because we seen it in our events: mm-hmm. white, yellow, blue, black, Muslim, Arabs. Everybody I've seen Orthodox Jews at your just, exactly, yeah. <laughs> has one thing in common in a place like New York. We're all stressed out, we're all overwhelmed, and we all need a joint. That is unanimous. Yeah. No matter where yeah. you came from, what you believe in, that is unanimous amongst everybody. Yeah, and I think it's the culture is it's. Um, it's getting, it's really comparable to, like, wine, in a mm. way, in which, you know, like, people feel certain ways about liquor or, or, or even types of beer. Like, wine is like a thing. You can enjoy it after night. It's, a, mm-hmm. you know, it comes from a certain varietal, and they right. blend it a the, certain way. A I grower. Think, and I think we're going to see the acceptance of it continue to grow, like, like, you know, the way wine is. Like, I mean, there's people that go home and pound a bottle of wine to deal with their problems at home. I yes. mean, I would yeah. recommend smoke a joint instead but you know um chardonnay moms like the chardonnay moms we go have yeah. joint moms yeah <laughs> mama joints i'm down with that yeah we need some mama <laughs> joints out there so justin you know i'm very interested you know because we ask everybody that comes on here 
the million dollar question. Oh, you know, you've been, you've been watching us for a while. You know, you got a pretty good idea of the industry and the community. I'm really interested to hear your feedback. We ask every guest that comes on here. The million dollar question is if you had to describe Happy Monkey, as far as like the movement, events, culture, everything you know about it, in one word, what would it be and why? Hmm. I would say the collective. Why? The collective. And like that, just that because take that. Um, I think it doesn't matter who I'm talking to. They all love the Happy Monkey and they've been a part of it. So the Happy Monkey is its own thing. So, you know, you got Canaware doing their thing. You got, um, you know, the guys at Normal doing their thing. I'm doing my thing with BuzzFeed. You got all the... But we all aggregate and collect you know we at the at the happy monkey it's 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 a group of everybody so your brand is inclusive of all those different groups so yeah i'd say it's like the power of the collective that's three words nice but, i'll take nah, that thank you i'll take, take that, that. Yeah. nobody's yeah. ever yeah. used I'll that either i'll take that that was the good collective. that was good that, that was good so justin what should the people out there in, in in the world expect for the future BuzzFeed Justin what what, what should Justin they be expecting because we all know you're full of surprises and you're like a yeah. silent sniper nobody ever hears a <laughs> shot they just hear the bodies drop you know so we know that you never know what uh, <laughs> what Justin's got up his sleeve so with BuzzFeed my goal is to really embrace entrepreneurs in the cannabis space give them a place to um, expose their brand for free organically, not trying to, you know, get, you know, a lot of, it's about building community, right. And building that scale. What I, you know, what my passion is, is helping those people get to the next level. So there's amazing products that come through BuzzFeed every day and it's a one-off. Somebody had an amazing idea and I'm like, this is so fucking cool. Like, how do we make it better? So my goal is to help those people make their product better. So in, 2021 and beyond what i'm actually doing is you know if you see your product on buzzfeed.com and you're looking for help to you know grow your product i'm happy to have a conversation with any entrepreneur that comes through um i like that that. and we're we're providing it's what happened with the chill chill was just an idea when it came to me we turned it into reality and now it's it's a really big business. I'm not going to state the exact number but it's it's blowing up and um there's about three to five new products that I'm working on dropping right now with other partners that are coming through the pipeline. And that's the goal. You know, if somebody comes through, they have an amazing idea and we want to make it bigger. If I can get involved or we can get involved as BuzzFeed, I'll help them with their branding. I'll help them find help with the manufacturing. I'll help them find funding for their business. You know, I'll connect them with investors. And so my goal is to take, instead of trying to do all the advertising stuff and working really hard to just get an, you know somebody to pay me for an ad, what I'd rather do is really get involved in the business. Nice. And, and by yeah. default, you're building the community, building the exactly. industry. Yeah. Actually like building, it. yeah. So now you guys hear it out there. There's no this thing is a bad idea. That's the proof of it. There you go. You bring it to Justin. You know, you got everything to gain and nothing to lose. Yeah, yeah, catch me every morning on live on our Instagram live. <laughs> I'll be hitting it up for the wake and bake, man. So tell the people all the different ways they can tap into BuzzFeed and Justin to stay updated. Yeah, so if you go to BuzzFeed.com, B-U-D-S-F-E-E-D.com, um, there's a little chat bubble in the base of the bottom right corner of that. You're going to be talking directly to me through that chat bubble. So if you guys ever want to hit me up, that's the easiest way to reach me through the site. You can follow us at, at BuzzFeed underscore on Twitter and Instagram, 
And, uh, you know, we're going to start getting into a little TikTok and stuff like yeah, that, too. Okay. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and TikTok. then, of course, you know, hit me up on LinkedIn. We're all really active on LinkedIn. You know, LinkedIn's been a great platform for, you know, I think the cannabis professionals in the world. Yes. So um, I do a lot there to connect with people, too. So, yeah. There you have yeah. it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just this gave you not only a bunch of jewels, but also the plug if you want to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. This summer's looking like it's going to be one of the best summers ever. Oh, yeah, summers it's going to be spicy, baby. So it's going to be spicy. Remember, everybody out there, you're too, too blessed, blessed to be stressed. stressed. Things will get greater later. For now, checking out Vlad, Justin, Ramon. Till the next episode, peace, love, and happiness. What's good, everybody? This is your nigga, Ralph, trying to keep you fresh with the info from Happy Monkey every single podcast. You already know what it is. If you haven't followed us yet, follow us on Instagram at happymonkey underscore or happymonkeygoodies. Now, remember, that's monkey with a U. Also, if you haven't checked us out, we're on YouTube. So check out our channel, Happy Monkey TV. Keep us current, live, and everything with the culture.